words in my head, knives in my heart. You build me up and then I fall apart because I'm only human. <laughs> well, that's our dear friend and aspiring commercial jingle writer, Christina Perry. And if it's the message sent to me by a fan who used a creative combination of cutout letters from different magazine articles to express her love of the podcast, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy. <laughs> Tried a little different that time. <laughs> Coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And my, oh my, it's nice to be back here closer to our little Gowani in the palatial Seaver family home. And by family, I mean uh, me, my niece, and uh, her daughter, uh, baby Pepsi. And by home, I mean a filthy apartment overlooking a homeless encampment uh, down at the port of Brooklyn. Be it ever so humble, <laughs> there's no place like it. Oh, and I haven't done this for a while. You, you just hang tight. Because I haven't done this. This I have to do the sure. sponsor message. No, please do. You enjoy books? It's, yeah. How about audio books? Also. I can't stand them. I oh. prefer the hardcover copies. I like it. As soon as the book comes out, I'll go to the store and get it. But until robot cars come along and we are free to uh, roam on the smart superhighways of the future, we're screwed if you want to read a hard copy book in in the car, let's say, or while you're on the go. It's very difficult to do, is my point. Dangerous. So why not try audiobooks? And a great place to go is audible.com. They've got zillions, probably thousands, more realistically, probably thousands, mm -hmm. of, uh, of audiobooks that you can try. And right now, you can have a free trial and free audiobook download just for being a listener of Dale Radio, <laughs> just by doing what you're doing. Just go to audibletrial.com audibletrial.com slash Radio, and you sign up from there. It's fun. We get a little bit back to support the program. If you do it, you could also buy me a drink. <laughs> That'd also be fine. I think, yeah, I think that's separate from the site. You don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do anything for that. Uh, folks, joining uh, me today is a person that I've just met, but uh, already we're getting along famously. Sometimes you hear about someone, and then you see that you have tons of mutual friends on Facebook. And what you do is you get out a piece of scratch paper, and you draw all of uh, it's two circles, right? And you fill one with all the friends that you know and all the friends that the other person knows. And then you see in the middle there, boy, that's a good-looking group in the middle of the overlap part, like a Venn diagram there. You did that the by list. hand? I did it by you hand. You figured out our mutual friends on Facebook by hand. I, there might be a better way. You know, I think Facebook actually does that for I think there's a feature. Oh, really? Mutual friends. Well, I could have shaved a couple of afternoons for yeah. me there. But uh, what I got out of it was there was some good overlap, and we know some good people in, in common, mutual mm -hmm. friends. And I said, well, I'm going to have her on the show, reach out to you. And you came out. She's a, a t you. She Me. is I, you. Us. <laughs> You're a, a, a comedian, improviser, stand-up comedian, uh, also a writer and actor. You've been featured on Huffington Post, Witstream, Funny or Die, BuzzFeed, College Humor, all the greats. All of them. <laughs> and some other stuff that we're going to talk about. Let's introduce uh, her, you, now. Welcome, Anna Dresden. Hello. Anna, how are you? I'm doing so great. How was your day? Uh, it was good. This is the highlight of it. Well, I'm sure for, yeah. for many people. And do you have to get off work today or you have the day off? No, I, ha I have the day off. I work uh, weird hours at my day job. And and as I understand it, you, but I was a little confused because I'm not sure you work at a hotel or a women's magazine or a women's magazine themed hotel. Uh, <laughs> we're working on that last one. Uh, Red Book uh, Inn is going to be amazing. Yeah. They're interested. <laughs> it's a Marriott. Um, <laughs> 
but, uh, but I work, I write for Reductress, which is a women's uh, internet sure. magazine. Yeah, I don't know if you know about this, but there's some times where like people put on like a, a facade or like a character that isn't necessarily what they are. That's yeah. sort of, yeah, that's like the website. It's oh. a satire of women's media. Well, Beth and Sarah have been on this program. Oh, yeah, well, great. The, the great founders of that. Oh, here I am explaining to you your, your own brain. Well, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, and I, I always have great affinity for people that can do sort of, what is it called, alter egos or character work. Right. That's a very impressive to me. I can't do it myself. Yeah. I am just who I am, a humble person. <laughs> but <one's> um <laughs> <laughs> but the, what they do is great. So you write over yeah. there for the boy. There's some. They are killing it with that site. They're, we're having a great time. <laughs> it's so funny. Just did a redesign. Reductress.com is what it is. com slash audible trial. And it, and it is a bit of. It's a women's magazine kind of a, a, a parody site essentially, right? Yes. Along yeah. the lines of something like the Onion, but specifically for. For women's issues for witches <laughs> for, for witches <laughs> for female warlocks um yeah it's all like stuff that we've kind of been ingesting since we were little baby girl children um and it's kind of nice to to write stuff that feels really dark and wacky because i think a lot of those magazines are dark and wacky and yes. they don't address it at all so it's kind of nice to have our day it's so great <laughs> and what what have, what have been some of the ones you have a, an area that you focus on um, like I really, fashion or, or uh, I do a lot of lifestyle stuff like relationships and uh, news news articles <laughs> <laughs> um, a regular journalist yeah <laughs> a lady reporter <laughs> <laughs> you wear the hats what I do are they, with the press is that what was a lady reporter what are they um, they I think they're like a many. cloche cloche oh uh, yes like the, a that, bowl that hat the, yeah the, the, the 20s 30s I Vague, vague back then. The, the time. head, head yeah. hugging. Vague decade. Bonnet of some kind. Right. Well, they really knew what they were talking about. They did. And and, well, that's fun. Does you get paid for that now? Uh, in friendship. <laughs> <laughs> and bitcoins. Yeah. Lady bitcoins. Lady bit. <laughs> we use them to track our periods. Uh, they're they're actual coins. They're just pressed pennies with our faces on it. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a future in lady bits. I think there is. Lady bits. Oh God, that's what it would be called. People would use it. I saw a man at a bar pay for his drink with Bitcoin. No. It was the worst thing I'd ever seen anyone do. Was he wearing the Tron outfit? No, he was like a finance guy on like a date. It was clearly a a first or maybe a second date. (laughs) And uh, the bartender was like, I'm so sorry. Uh, The other guy usually does it. Let me uh, me just text him. And the guy was like, and uh, he was like, the guy, the bartender was like kind of trying to figure it out, but hoping that the guy would give it up. And he just didn't. He, like, let the guy suffer. He doesn't have any actual money. No. It, he doesn't. He's too rich to have he a wall. Bought, he bought into the idea of a Bitcoin. He did. He believes it so much. Um, but it went on for, like, 20 minutes. It was during a comedy show. They are like, having this whole protracted conversation. Yes. And finally, go, the guy, like, slams the bar and goes, forget it, and throws down a $100 bill. <laughs> That's but, the way to do it, though. Yeah. But the bartender was so traumatized at this point that he was like, no, 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 keep your money. i got to figure it out. And then, like, the guy came in. His boss lived down the block, and they came wow. in to try to figure it out. Anything for Bitcoin. Anything for it. Because the, they don't want to lose that. Is it more valuable for them to take it in? Does it only increase No, in I'm sure it... Uh, Does anyone know what it is? No. 
I think it's a spell <laughs> that you whisper into a, a into a ramekin, and then money appears. But you can only do it if you're a white man. Well. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> you let me know. Ramek- ramekins out. Yeah, ladies. Uh, <laughs> and so, but you also work in a hotel. I do. Yeah. Uh, I work in a hotel, and I do long days, and I do three days. And you are a concierge. I am a concierge. Which uh, is uh, French for dreamcaster. It's it's French. <laughs> yeah, it's French for... Um, actually, the word itself means brother slave. I think if you break <laughs> it down, uh, the etymology of it. Uh, someone sent me that, which is really like, hey, we're buddies, I'll carry this for free. That's literally what the word means. And that's what people think we do. Right. Um, so. Have you started uh, referring to yourself as a brother slave? Just <laughs> when you answer the phones uh, or something? I don't something? think anyone would really notice. So that's a, now that I, I travel uh, a fair amount, and um, I, 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 I have a general tendency to not want to put anybody out. Yeah. So I stay away from the concierge. Yeah. I just, I don't, I just walk, I won't even make eye contact. That's, that's me at the hotel. You're doing the right thing. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> good. Because they're, they're, and this is just my experience with them is the, the couple of times that I've gone, they've never had what I needed. And the only things that I need from a concierge are Advil mm-hmm. and uh, dollar bills. Well, here's what I'll tell you. Yes. Advil is a medical liability. So they can't give it out. cannot give medications anymore. And dollar bills, a lot of concierges don't keep cash banks anymore. Bitcoins. Bitcoin? We're all Bitcoin. <laughs> Come visit me. Well, they never have changed, but I need it for the valet. We don't get tipped. No one pays us. You don't want to keep cash back there. No. So truthfully, there's nothing that can be offered. No, we have nothing to give you besides uh, anxiety and, like, that feeling that you feel dumb about yourself, that's the only thing that we have to give. And when you talk about we, it is a great brotherhood and sisterhood fraternity of, of people doing this. Do you get together on conferences and things? Yeah, we all get together in the basement of a Marriott, um, and we all put on our hooded robes, and uh, we deactivate people's keys at random with our minds. <laughs> and then we all just kind of fuck. That's the. Wow. Can I curse on this? <laughs> you yeah, know. You can. You can. Sorry. No, that's fine. I don't do the blue stuff, but if you do, that's oh, okay. Oh no. Um, hey, you're just I describing d- what happens. You know happens. what I want. You know what I want. It's not I'm... love happening in the basement. <laughs> yeah, that is the verb for it. If you break down the word, um, I don't want to say. I don't. You know what I want. I don't want to do blue stuff. I want to do blue stuff without being known as someone who does blue stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it would be a surprise. No, it's just people wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> no one would notice it. They'd all just be like, ha ha. Oh, right. Just sneak in there. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, exactly. I, I, think, you, I think you can do that. This is, a, this is so. the modern era. Yeah. You gals can do anything. Lady bits. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there must be, do you have people requesting wild things from you? As a, as a concierge? Um, yeah, uh, it depends on the hotel you work in. Um, most people are asking for directions or a place nearby to get something to eat if they've just arrived or like... And you've worked at multiple hotels in this capacity? Yes. Um, the thing about the concierge industry is that it doesn't actually increase a hotel's um, profits to have a genius expert magic person. Yeah. That's just a nice thing. Um 
So what they're doing now is they're firing a lot of in-house concierges who are actual concierges and hiring from staffing companies who are actually ticket brokers who hire people who know how to read and then slap a blazer on them and send them to a hotel and say, this is how you read a map, sell our tickets. And oh, that I see, to push is, the tickets to the shows and things. Yeah, man, that's what I do. It sounds like a conspiracy, but it's just what I do to pay rent. And it's uh, it's why if you're ever at like a Holiday Inn, you're like, why is there a concierge at this hotel that gives me a free microwaved omelet? And you're like, they're... Like, why is that concierge so tired? <laughs> it's a, it's, it's someone who could actually lift up the brochures from the old racks, mm-hmm. and and suggest that same information. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Um, it's yeah. one step above just having the rack with the brochures. It's someone who is being mm-hmm. paid by the company well, that supplies the brochures. Right. Aha. Uh-huh. And my company is now uh, getting a lot of kiosks touchscreen kiosks yeah, and I like feel placing like... them surreptitiously next to our desks. <laughs> We're like, yeah. I can I can see you, bro. <laughs> I can see your plan. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be a swipe on an app soon. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, nice hotels will still have in-house concierges because that's just what people expect. And because some people are old. Some people are old. Some people don't use the... That, literally, the only people who keep us in business are <laughs> people who don't prepare and people who don't know how to use the internet. Yeah. Or, like, find their own butt. Like, there are people who are like... Sometimes uh, that happens when you age. Some, You know what? <laughs> Things shift around. <laughs> um, no, really, we're like for, for um, people with not a lot of skills or people who feel the need to show off. Yeah. I, 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 I write about it on the internet and there are concierges I've like heard through the grapevine that the actual like big deal concierge people are furious with me and my writing partner for writing about it because, and you know what, I can like understand it because it's, it's not, it's kind of a dying industry. And you're revealing the secret. I don't know that we even have secrets. I don't think we've worked at a high but, enough level to be. But you're talking about the things that they, they there's a, a magic or mystery to that position that I don't bit. know what that person does, except yeah. I expect them to be able to do whatever is called upon right. by, by me or the guests. To arrange dinner, mostly, or mm-hmm. a, and a show to plan my evening. Yeah. While out of town, away from the family. And that's totally reasonable. Uh, we're kind of the catch-all for people. I don't know how you do it. I don't. I'm very rude now. I hate it very much. I'm not well suited to it. And well, now I, you've also told me how it happens. Is the company is paying? I mean, you're pushing the things that they. Right. That's the way everything is getting to be. Isn't it is. Because you know what. You want a dinner reservation? Go on Open Table. You can do it without opening your mouth. This is what I do all the time. Yeah, Open Table. If you want to know if it's a good restaurant, don't ask a concierge. They're probably getting kickbacks or yeah. they're being pressured to do it. Go on Yelp. That's there's a democracy to the internet that you don't really have when you talk to a person. I think, I think you should continue avoiding the concierge. We're all monsters. <laughs> right on along. I, I had a really rough weekend at work, so I'm like at a, a particularly toxic. And then what happens to you? Then write more. Yeah. On this web, what's the website called? It's called HowMayWeHateYou.com. Oh, I see. A little bit of wordplay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I was really angry yesterday because we got a lot of people asking about the 9/11 memorial as if it were like. Uh, like a, a an O-Town concert. Um, you know, like something really popular and fun that people have. O-Town? O-Town, yeah. <laughs> it's the 9-11 of boy bands. Um, no, but it was just like people... They're going to use that now. I hope so. 
<laughs> publicity like, hey. material. Oh, what's up, guys? <laughs> I totally didn't murder that girl. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I want to write a play about them now. Um, no, but, like, a, a lot of people who work in hospitality will attest to, like, people who visit New York ask about the 9-11 memorial in a really clueless way. Yeah. And I wrote a whole screed about it that was way too sharply worded at first, and then we edited it. I, well, I'm going to read it. Yeah. And I want people to read it, too, but it, what's... What do they think's going on there? Um, it's just a kind of a gawking thing. Um, and So the I, thing that gets at you is the fact that they're being uh, insensitive to the... That it's so popular. That, like, it's not like we were a small town in Iowa that experienced this and there's nothing else to see here besides that. That, like, we have, like, we have a musical about lions vying for who is in charge of being lions. <laughs> like, that's... That's true. You should see that. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of marble buildings full of like very delicate things. Go see that. Yeah. You, got um, the, you got Neil Patrick Harris. You got Neil Patrick Harris covered in glitter, talking yeah. about his clitoris. Go see that. <laughs> Limited engagement. <laughs> um, uh, you don't need to just see a couple of holes in the ground. You don't. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, it's almost like. Uh, I mean, it's hard to describe. And I wonder sometimes if I'm just being like the New Yorker who's all like, oh, you guys are idiots. Why don't you go to the cool thing, the actual cool thing? Right. But it's just, I don't think it should be this hot ticket. And it is a hot ticket. If you try to get in there without a ticket, it'll take you like three hours. And what is it, 20 bucks or something? To get it doesn't there? cost anything right now um, for the actual memorial. If you get it online, it's a $2 charge just for the service fee. It's ten dollars suggested donation. Is, is, it's already screwed up. Listen, talking website. about people yeah. are like, oh, we'll just go down and look at it. I'm like, you. They put up fences because if people just went down and looked at it, you'd block the tr the streets. People would not be able to get through. <laughs> right. And it's really honestly, it's that's why we had to like go back in and edit the post. It's really hard to put into words why people do this and why it's wrong. But it just when you see it, day, like I've been doing this for four years, and it's I work twelve hour shifts, and it's every single person. We'll ask about it. Go. And it's just like 12 hours of like, why? Why is this the thing? And I understand that it's a global phenomenon. It wasn't just a New York thing. But it's literally the worst thing that ever happened here. Um, and I don't understand the desire to buy a T-shirt there. That's the biggest thing. Right. That um, part of it is um, unsavory. Yeah. A little bit. You know what it is? It was, tele it was televised. And people want to see things in New York that they saw on TV. Uh, so. I think that that is true. There is that aspect of it. Yeah. I think it's also the kind of, and I don't want, I, I don't want to trivial, really trivialize any, anything yeah. with it. No, but I mean, because I haven't thought thought too much about. It. I've not been over there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't, have you been down there? I went there once, just yeah. because I was at a hotel that was around the corner. Okay. What's did the concierge help you to get there? <laughs> yeah, she did. It was me. Um, <laughs> no, you know what it was? Staying in the hotel, they had a stack of free tickets. Oh, so there like, you go. They just they were printed out with the times on it. You could just hand it out. Do all hotels have that? That was an amenity. No, it was because it, it was around the corner. People uh -huh. were like this is so nice that you do this. Like this is really vile. <laughs> well, I was going to say it's like a it's like a wound or a, or a scar that people are eager to bring out and show at a, a cocktail party or something. Right. Like oh, I want to see the person that has no missing that. Do people want to do that? I think so. I think it's do a fascination. And you know wounds? what? I, yeah, no. I don't, I don't know. I show me your wounds. I don't need to be at that party. <laughs> show me that colostomy pen. <laughs> um, no, but you know what? I think I think you're right. I think it's a lot of, but it's weird because 
it's the worst thing that ever happened here. It'd be like going up to someone like, hey, you know that restaurant where your fiance ended your engagement? Do they have a table tonight? We're really, is there like a walking tour of that? You want to walk toward the pain. I want to see the worst thing that ever happened. But now let's talk about this because uh, you, you grew up here in New York. Yeah, I grew up on Long Island. On Long Island. Yeah. Let's call that New York. I'll, you Massapequa. know what? When it suits me. Yes. And uh, that's quite a place, huh? <laughs> it is a place. It's very segregated. Oh, <laughs> well, well, okay. Yeah. Hey, your folks are still out there? They are, yeah. What do they do? My dad is a pharmacist. My yeah. mom is a nurse. The, like the whole, the, he's got to wear the coat all the time? <laughs> he does have to wear clothes. Um, <laughs> well, preferred. Preferred, yeah. Um, Although um, some parts of Long Island you can still get a nice naked pharmacist. Yeah, like out in Suffolk. <laughs> like on the, the North Fork. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I hope that's hilarious for I, people in. I don't there. even, you know what, I, don't, I, know, I didn't really drive in high school, so I don't know anything about Long Island, really. Um, when I try to make that like two of us, when I try to make like <laughs> regional jokes, I'm like, I guess I don't know where Mineola is. I have no idea. Um, I think he might wear a lab coat. My mom wears scrubs. Um, yeah. Can I ask you something about the scrubs? Sure. Something that's just bothered me about that is that I'll be on the subway and somebody will get on with the scrubs. Mm-hmm. These are clothes meant to be worn in a in a place where people are sick, where the, where they're trying to get better where they don't need to be uh, surrounded by germs of any kind. Yeah. And they are on the germiest places. Possibly, I'll see them in line at Wendy's wearing the scrubs. <laughs> I feel like there should be some uh, outdoor scrub that could be worn or <laughs> like an interior bag. shell that is not, that could also, you know, you could shed the outer <laughs> scrub before entering the, the hospital. It doesn't seem right well, to me. They don't have to be sterile. If they were going to surgery, they I wouldn't wear they their can surgery. Have children. I oh, a little bit of wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to a wordplay radio. Um, uh, no, if, if they were going to like a surgical, like a surgery theater, um, they would have to. I, I'm literally making this up based on things I've seen on TV. Did you know that? I do this all the time. No, you, can't, you can't tell. Um, it was good enough for me. I hear you. But that's you, why you shouldn't give them their your seat, even if they look exhausted and they've been on their feet for 20 hours, because you don't want their butts touching the subway seat. That could kill someone. Yeah, that's. this is my point. Yeah. You've converted me. <laughs> Good. Now, okay, let's get uh, get your mother on that. <laughs> let's call her. Jeez. Are they still, are they still working? Yeah. My dad's uh, retiring next year. My mom's got, like, three years, I think. Oh, good. They've that's... both been in the same place for... Uh, uh, ever forever for a long time my dad's been there over 30 years did they meet there they met in uh, a hospital that's across the way from where my mom works now oh, that's romantic yeah my dad uh, went over no oh, he wanted <laughs> to go over to her for making a mistake on the charts and apparently it wasn't a mistake a and they, likely like, story their first interaction was a fight about whose fault it was which you know that continued all the way through their relationship yeah oh, good no they're, they're still they're still together and Still fighting over trivial things. I think once they retire, they're gonna like be like teenagers That's again. That's when it's real. Yeah. That's when it gets real. That's when they're okay. Well, let's uh, <laughs> cool it. Cool it. No, I mean you have to deal with the other person. I don't mean anything. I know. Any, you know what? beyond that. They they are really funny because they get along really well. They like to do the same things. Yeah. And it wasn't always that way because my mom was more of a, a homebody at first. I think when they were newlyweds, but now um, they they're in the same running group and. They, That's fun. Yeah, they all they all 
they're I don't have to worry about them when they get old because they're very social and very active and yeah, which is cool. They have more friends than I do. <laughs> You'll get there. I know. I just want that. <laughs> I just want a running group. <laughs> and it sounds like you have a lot of ways to channel any negative energy through the writing and things. So that's good. That should help with friends. Yeah. You get that out of the way, uh, then you're a positive. Uh, it's like an echo chamber of anger. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll write it. It's so weird. Like writing it. It's so dumb. Like, like oh, I just wrote an angry thing on my blog. No, I have to go for a walk around the block. <laughs> so stupid. It like works me up. Goes the opposite direction. Then. It does. Yeah. Well, I hope you find happiness somehow. And were you able, <laughs> oh, were, were you a big fan of, of comedy growing up? Um, yeah, I was really into like weird, spooky things. Yeah. Uh, like the X Files and. Okay. Uh, there's a Nickelodeon show called Are You Afraid of the Dark. Uh, which the answer was, sure am. On Nickelodeon. Sure am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved, like, ghosty stuff and... Um, the I'm Craft? Like, no. <laughs> what was that show called? The Craft. It's a movie. <laughs> what was the Wait, other one? Uh, Charmed. Charm. You know who loves Charmed? My I mean, mom. Uh, <laughs> I'll rem- One of our... The time that I, like... You know, like, when you're, one of your parents is screaming at you and you imprint that on your memory? And, like, yeah. when you think about that, like... <laughs> the moment of my mom screaming in my face that I remember the most is when I taped over her charmed tape. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, or I like screwed up the VCR somehow and it didn't tape. She loved that. Um, but I would watch the X-Files with my dad. Yeah. That was our thing. And I love The Mummy is still my favorite movie. Um, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, yeah. Um, and then when I was like middle school, that's when I got into funny stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, whose line is it anyway? That was my oh, chant, yeah. as they say. <laughs> That's what you'd be upset if that somebody was, yeah. taped over. Yeah, my brother and I, they had a marathon one, one weekend, and we taped, like, five VHS tapes. of. Probably they did some rehearsal beforehand. Yeah, I guess so. A little zip, zap, zap. I think they had to. Because yeah. I'll tell you this. I was watching... Uh, Arsenio program. I watch it every night. It's my. F- I'm so glad it's back. Current, oh yeah, okay. <clears throat> and uh, they have the king of late night, as far as I'm concerned. They okay. had um, Aisha Tyler, I guess, who's the new host of the of whose line is it anyway? There's a new right. version of it. Mm-hmm. And the other guys and Wayne Brady is on. And I can't remember the other two, but you, you know they're I, great. They're great comedy. Yeah. Who, who are the the ball guys? Uh, Colin. Uh, Colin, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the tall guy that was on Drew Carey. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan. Oh, Styles. Styles, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say Ryan Burke. That was the gay man I was in love with in junior. That's school. a different. That's <laughs> different a different story. Ryan. Different. That's Im- a different. Different. Who, who's is it Ryan. anyway? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, they were talking, and Wayne Brady said, "Well, yeah, we met just in the music rehearsal, and then they went to commercial." And I could see that Wayne Brady leaned over <laughs> to Colin and said, "Do you think it's a problem? I just said rehearsal." And Colin said, "You said it." <laughs> and then they went to, went and they didn't talk about it again when they came back. So I think that those musical bits were rehearsed, and that it wasn't just Wayne Brady being magical. Well, they had to be. They had to be. <laughs> WayneBradyTruth.org. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get some websites of my oh, own. Oh man! But what was the plan in high school? You were gonna go into acting? Yeah, that yeah, I was pretty into drama. I think I. Uh, when I was like in fourth grade, I knew I wasn't uh, a good-looking kid, and I was like, "Wouldn't it be That's, interesting if well. I chose acting because I like this?" And I like stubbornly picked it, like I was 
pushing something over and seeing if someone was going to like tell me something. And that's pretty much my attitude since then. Like, yeah. someone going to say something? This, uh, what if I did this shit? What if I did this shit right here? Um, so. And were you, were you in all this shit? I mean, you had a, you had a gay boyfriend, so that probably. He was not my boyfriend. Oh. I paid someone $20 so I could sit next to him at Medieval Times, but he's not my boyfriend. We were keeping it casual. Uh, oh, good. Um, <laughs> But no. what, what was the role in, in high school then that really was like, I've got it. I've got this now. This is me. This is very perfect. Almost nothing. I was very rarely cast in anything. I was like the girl who would, I stubbornly declared myself the stage manager of a lot of different oh, productions. Yeah. And then they were like, okay. That's a certain kind of person, isn't it? The stage manager. I was her. I wore like a, a handkerchief on my head uh -oh. tied around and like. Um, the black. I, I, yeah, I had like one pair of badass pants from Hot Topic, but then the rest of the week was just like very well behaved looking, because um, <laughs> those are expensive. Um, you don't have to tell me. Yeah. yeah, I was a mess, just very anxious and and wanting to prove myself to be a worthy person of talking to. Um, How'd you shake that off? Because some of the stage managers are still stage managers. I think that's what I realized when I got to college. I went to a program that was um, well-rounded. You learn directing, design, acting, uh, singing, dancing, and stage management. And all of the famous stage managers they brought in to talk to us had the same story of like, well, I was in acting school, and then I got asked to assist a stage manager, and uh, then I got a lot of offers, and now here I am. And my, my first summer after freshman year, I got... I assisted a stage manager, and then at the end of the summer, she was like, here's five different shows you could work on. And I was like, up, 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 up. <laughs> I see where this is going. Yeah. Um, I also had undiagnosed ADD my whole life and would have been a terrible stage manager. I don't, I don't buy uh, into that. You don't? No. I was, uh, no. I don't like talking about it. I was oh, literally okay. just diagnosed like a month ago. Really? I don't, I, I, I don't know about it. I'm on, I don't know enough about I'm it. I'm on legal meth as we speak. <clears throat> well, good. Bouncing. It's working. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but for me, it was Professor Harold Hill in The Music Man when I got to play that part. Wow, really? You were? That's right. That's amazing. Yeah, he's a music man. He's a, he's a music man, but he doesn't know the territory. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was what was your pro, your high school program like? Uh, it was it was wonderful. It started with um, the King and I. Mm -hmm. I played the Honorable Fra Alec. Okay. Now that was a time when you could still put on uh, skin makeup and it would be, uh, no one would question it. We did that <laughs> in 2005. It's not at okay. At my high school. It's not okay. Head to toe black face. Oh, no. Four of mice and men. Well, this we did it. And well, 11 people came to each performance and no one said anything because there was no YouTube and nobody saw it. Thank goodness that <laughs> most of what I've done predated viral anything. <laughs> I have a picture on my phone that my friend sent I, and me. And I want to be clear. I am not like, <laughs> I don't have some long history as a, as a blackface performer or any kind of like You long... don't have to be modest. <laughs> no, but I, I do. I want to clear that up. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm glad because there's just some things you do. You, you I had embarrassing things of just figuring stuff out. <laughs> or you say yes to stuff and then you're... Yeah. Anyhow, but yeah, read all the red makeup to look, I guess, like I was from Siam. I don't know. I look like I was from... Uh, Where are you from? Kenny Rogers Roasters or something. I was just very red. 
with a big mustache, and I backed into a pillar, and people thought that was hilarious, and I was like, well, I can get a laugh. And then we did so many other greats. Anyhow, this isn't about me. Oh. <clears throat> so then, uh, uh, what? you went to London? I did, yeah, first semester. Right, you packed up on a steamship and headed over there. I did, it took three weeks to get there. And, uh, <laughs> big we chests. Very, we all died. Um, <laughs> That's what happened on yeah, this thing. It was crazy. Um, yeah, I went for, uh, NYU has this program for um, American students to go study Shakespeare in London. And, Pretty uh, good. It was, you go over to Stratford? I did. It's, well, today is Shakespeare's birthday. I, well, I'm, I don't want to give away the timeline. That's but. why I'm having you on the on the show today. It <laughs> <laughs> all makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> they were just reading an article about him in New Yorker. Oh yeah. Where they felt like they they found some book that he used as a source for many of the phrases and words, kind oh, of yeah. a dictionary. Oh man. How about that? Let me have it. I read a magazine. I and want I'm re- it. I'm reciting <laughs> facts that I read. I and so you, and that must have been an extraordinary time for you. That was like my glory days. I had That's so when you really came it. into your own. Yeah, because I was a really awkward, uncomfortable teen. And I was 20 when I was in London. I was like, oh, I finally have a degree of self-knowledge and independence. Right. And it was the best. And all of our professors, I think the culture of learning over there is a little different. Because they taught, they treated us like young adults instead of like, all right, kids. We know your parents are rich, so come sit in a circle. And, Is that uh, what it was like out there? That was what it was like here, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't, in, it was a little in, more in Long Island. Oh, you mean oh, here? And like, and like, yeah, it was a little more. I mean, oh, I, I was wonderful, but it was definitely like we were students, and they were like they were providing us a product. I see. We were I the see. consumers, and there it was like you're young men and women, and we're gonna. Yeah, I learned a lot. I, I haven't done a single uh, classical thing since. That's okay. It just is a good basis to do. Yeah. Or I, I did a one-woman show because uh, you're welcome. <laughs> we needed one. Everyone was asking we for it. We were running short. Everyone was like, when is someone <laughs> who has issues with being intimate with other people going to do a show about funny people? <laughs> Um, but I, I did a, a Lady Macbeth monologue as part of that. One of, um, the, one of the great uh, comedic figures. Yeah. She's why I started doing comedy. <laughs> Have you seen her half hour? <laughs> Is that premium blend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She did yeah. a whole half hour in premium blend. They kept yeah. lighting her. <laughs> like, That's She's also been on that Byron Allen program. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> Sorry. Comics Unleashed. <laughs> You've heard of it. It happens. It comes on. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. No. Late, late at night, it comes on. And you think, yeah. is this is this a, a current show? <laughs> and it is. Anyway, it's beautiful. I don't, I don't know what I'm, <laughs> the fact that that show is still on gives it, you can hear me. I'm chuckling. It's funny. It's making me chuckle. It, you know what? The goal was to make you laugh. They didn't say. But here's for what? the here's the point though. Okay. Because I've I've had some similar background in in theater and doing things. And what I can tell just from watching the stand-up clip, one of the stand-up clips that you had on there on the website, is that you know how to stand on the stage and you know how to breathe and have presence while you're there and to pace things. That's all the stuff that you learn in those classical uh, 
teachings. And it's, uh, what am wow. I trying to say? Thank you for saying that. Yeah, well, yeah kind of petered out at the end, but you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> the, I... the classical training has served you well because Thank of the basics much. that many people do not have uh, if they go straight into comedy. They don't understand what it's like to, to hold the audience's attention there and Thank to you. speak with clarity. <clears throat> yeah, everyone's just like these real provincial. They show up with hay in their hair saying, <laughs> I want to be a comedian. Oh, my, go my goats think I'm funny. And I'm like, God, go to London. <laughs> go to London. That's the point. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you <laughs> for clarifying. Uh, now, um, do you like New York? Yeah, I think so. That's good. It's kind of grinding. And uh, you, we talked about your love of the steamship, but how about um, <laughs> public transportation in general? You ride the subway? Yeah, I do. Um, You're a subway enthusiast. I like napping and moving, so, so subway is ideal. really, it's the choice of, of champions. Well, it's a good one. You know, every so often there's a new crop of faces that we get to see uh, on the subway. They pop up in the ads. Of mm -hmm. the, of, on the subway, they have the banners that are up there right. above where the maps are and all that. They run the whole length of the car. For those of you unfamiliar with the subway for, car for all like the, car in New York. The, the men over 50 listening to this that's, podcast. That's right. Which is a fair amount <laughs> at the VFW halls. Um, <laughs> well, uh, right now, April 2014, we're in a kind of golden age, aren't we? And we have some great characters that are up there just right Right now, there's some way you go in into the cars today. Spooky Lucas, who likes yeah. magic and dancing, mm -hmm. maybe murder. Yeah, we're not sure. Venmo Lucas. Yeah, yeah. What's it? What's it? Venmo. Venmo. Yeah. I, I had written down Vivo, so Vivo. obviously they're doing a good job. <laughs> what is that? An Asian adoption service? Venmo. It should be. I, they probably could use it in that. It's a. It's like a Chase Quick Pay. It's just like um, you can send money. Have you heard of Bitcoin? It's like Bitcoin. It's like texting money. Um, okay. Venmo assumes that there's a middle class. It makes me furious. Like none. Of, I don't have money to give to my friends for food. If they buy me food, that's it. They're, that's it. But none of that comes across in those. <laughs> it's literally just a man who you you like got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and he was standing in your apartment looking at your shelf. That was what they were trying to convey, I think. <laughs> and he doesn't want to hurt you. He's just there. <laughs> He's just. There. And he won't leave. And he likes dancing. He does. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even look at any of it. I just look at all of his like sh little shitty <laughs> stash. Mustache. But then I was thinking uh, just last night as I was looking at it that it's perfect. Graphically, it works, you know, design-wise, because it keeps your eye moving. It's the they stash, give you just the, the, the hint of his upper lip with the little bit of the mustache coming in, and just that darkness uh, draws your eye around his face. Sure, it really splits the difference between mustache and not a mustache. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you could tell in the design room they were like that was a real heated argument, and they were like, "Why not just uh, let's uh, look how it draws the eye?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a fourteen-year-old who's like trying to prove three, something. Three pieces of stubble. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Luke. He thought, Lucas had to go through so much plastic surgery to get that stash right. <laughs> Probably. I need to keep reversing it. And across the car, you have the trio of YouTube girls. And I just want to I want to say uh, cheers to YouTube uh, for making them all ethnically similar. Dark-haired, big-eyed, adorable. They're hosts of some kind. Yeah. And they have uh, their shows are either about cupcakes, mm -hmm. makeup, yep. or self-confidence. Yeah. 
all the things a lady needs. Yeah, I think the self-confidence lady is either shopping or um, design. Uh, I'm being serious. Like oh. I think it's either home home there, design there or shop or haul. That's a big thing. H a u l hall. Remember, they uh-huh. it's women who just show you things that they. Oh purchased. yes, and you open yeah. open up the packages and yeah. be like, look what I got. Yeah, um, yeah, that ad is terrifying. They're all, uh, yeah, ethnically ambiguous. It's like when they show you the. But like, ethnically the same. Yeah, it's like when they show you that that uh, computer generated image of what we're all gonna look like in 2080. That's <laughs> like, what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Rashida Jones. <laughs> yeah. That's what that picture is. We're all was. gonna be so thin and and it's gonna adorable. Be fantastic. There's just there's so many people on YouTube. I thought the idea of YouTube was that everyone's on it. Yeah. We're both on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, for better for worse. Yeah. But it, it should reflect a kind of global diversity. And, and what they've done is just pick these three that they could not be more similar. I couldn't tell you which one is the It's apart. infuriating. Um, what's Cami Fan? I think her name is. She's a makeup girl. She's extremely powerful. She's got a line of makeup out now <laughs> that she's selling. Well, I mean, good. Is that powerful? Uh, she's, it's insane. And good for her. And I've watched the videos. And boy, does she look like different people when she paints her face with face dirt. Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, it's nice because, like, as a woman, um, it's nice to know that they want to talk to one specific kind of woman. Yeah, that's great. It's got to <laughs> feel good. But I am now older than, which feels good. But you like cupcakes and makeup and shopping, don't you? I do now. Yeah. <laughs> I ride the subway a lot. I'm just glad that Google, with their vast reserves of money, because they own YouTube, right, mm-hmm. that they're spending money to advertise something that no one is sort of unclear or unfamiliar with. We have this, you know, gyrating circles of plastic trash in the oceans, and they're, they're spending money on subway ads. Yeah, we really have to get shows. those circles of trash to be less sexual. Um, or, or, or more just, sexual, or I'd more say. Se- yeah. I'd be much Quit more teasing. interested yeah. in going out there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think they must just be making so much money from advertising. Yeah. But I think, you know what I think they might be trying to do is uh, they're trying to pull a Netflix where they have their own series. Of those three? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they get a lot of views. Yeah. Um, not House of Cards. It's not House of Cards, but I think that's what they're angling for. I think that's the why. For the younger one. generation that I know nothing about. Yeah. They're speaking in codes, and I have no idea what's happening. All our kids are going to be digital in the future. (laughs) We're all just going to have Tamagotchis. (laughs) They tried that. Would you wear the Google Glass? No. Nobody would. It's infuriating. That's the problem there. they got to solve that. I saw a picture of Diane von Furstenberg uh, wearing them, and she looked so sad. She looked really uh, put out. (laughs) Yes. Was she at least wearing a wrap shirt? (laughs) Come on. She doesn't of have any course. other kind. Yeah. She couldn't operate a zipper if, if her life depended <laughs> on it. Oh, man. Poor thing. Poor girl. Um, well, let's play a little game with these subway ad folks. Kill, marry, and murder again, because there's no way I'm sleeping with any of those <laughs> yahoos. Uh, Lucas, YouTube girl, or the girl hugging the skeleton? Oh. Um, girl hugging skeleton, is that Monroe College? I believe so. Or is it... Uh, yeah. Um, okay, which YouTube girl? Uh, Cupcake. Cupcake to girl me, they're seems all about the same. 11. <laughs> um, makeup, makeup. They're girl. all in that perfect female age where it's like a baby who can consent. Like, that's <laughs> that's what they all are. It's it's a number that doesn't exist, but that's how old they are. Um, <laughs> assuming that she's of age. Yes. 
um, I would murder Lucas. Yep. No, you know what? I think that would be killing, though, because I don't think I'd ever... I don't think there'd be any wrong... I think there'd be, like, manslaughter. <laughs> so I'd, <laughs> I'd kill Lucas. I mean, you'd be justified because he was in your home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be in self-defense. Um, <laughs> right. I would kill Lucas um, and then have some nerve damage from the attack. Um, and then... I guess I would marry a skeleton girl because she's she's going she's going for her education. She's obviously affectionate. Yeah, <laughs> and she, you know what? She has a sense of humor about uh, our own inevitable mortality, right. which is a must for me and a partner. Um, <laughs> so I guess that puts me at murdering cupcake girl, which yeah, it would be murder because no one would ever. There's no justify. She makes cupcakes with glasses and then she has glasses on. Yep. Yeah. It would just be some kind of pent-up rage from your day job. Yeah. Yeah. If she has a Portuguese accent, she's going down. <laughs> oh, well, they have great, uh, the breads are I nice. I can't there. even talk about Brazilian people. Oh, Brazil. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Portuguese people. Oh, uh, you know, they're fine. Or people of Portuguese descent who live in Providence. Yeah. Those oh, in Providence, that's right. That's where they are. That's where many, many are. Yeah. That's what that they might not just be, be in one place <laughs> toiling away on their breads. Yeah. Um, no, they do have nice bread. Okay. Pande. And then, oh, and, and, oh, gosh, let's talk comedy. Okay. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, boo. Oh. Okay, kill, marry, murder again. Dr. Zismore, uh-huh. Isabel R., who I'm pretty sure, Rabinowitz, that's her last name. Isabel the gir- R., which The girl she? from the Dr. Zismore ad. Oh, Okay. Or the Japanese lady from the Learn English Study Center. Oh, uh, I don't know if I remember her. Oh, you do. She's like The Ring. You see that movie, The Ring? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, straight hair. I don't know. I was picturing her with a perm. I think because of Isabel R. <laughs> uh, Isabel R. Yeah. Definitely has a perm. I would marry and have a sexless companion at marriage with Dr. Zismore. Okay. Purely for money. Good. And I would flout my affairs in his face, and there'd be nothing he could do about it. Um, <laughs> oh no. Um, oh no, that means I have to kill Isabel R. No. Just when her skin was clearing up. I know, just when things were working. She's been dead for twenty years. Let's be honest. Did you see the article about how the that he only all those... works on corpses? <laughs> she looked so natural. Her skin was so clear. Um, I would, yeah, I'd kill Isabella and I would murder um, Lady from the English yeah. Ads. No, yeah. That's right. That's the right. That's the right answer. Okay. Uh, but you feel like you found sh- something within this comedy world. You feel like you're finding your place there. I think so. I think I found my voice a little more um, in the past year. How long you've been doing it? Um, Not I've, that that matters to me, really. Yeah. It just seems like a question that people ask. Sure. Yeah. I started doing improv about. Eight years ago. And that's at UCB? Or? Yeah. And I was at NYU. I was on the, the team there. Okay. Um, and then stand-up I've been doing for about three and a half, four-ish, depending on who you ask. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, I'll stick to asking you. Three and a half? You. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, you, uh, you are you still scared by doing that? Were you ever scared of it? Yeah. I think uh, I'm not, I don't get, like, jittery, but I think I'm very tense in a way that... Uh, I wish I could get rid of because I think things would be better uh, comedy wise. That I set could. that I saw was terrific. Oh, thank you. I thank really, you I really liked it. Was it the um, Union Hall? 
Uh, I think it was in you in Chicago or something. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, that was a fun show. Um, yeah, I just like the. It was a great uh, voice, great energy, directed right. It just kept going. You were undeniable, which is a great thing to see in a in a comedian. Thank you. Just yeah, that was one of it. my funnest. I have the most fun when I'm able to take a deep breath and actually be truly present where I am instead of like, hey, God, here's a funny thought that I had that I punched into this box that says joke on it and I really hope you laugh at it instead of like actually doing things that I find funny, which is I'm, I learn that lesson every month of like, oh, I don't have to do this weird like if Anna were Tim Allen kind of stuff. Like, I can actually just do the things that I think are funny. <laughs> I learn that very often. With the Tim Allen? Like, ah, oh, you know, I don't, I've never heard him do stand-up ever. But, like, that kind of, like... I think it's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bark. I just I bark. that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but, like, sort of sepia-tone 90s-ish stand-up stereotype joke structure. Right. Okay. Which I think is a valid skill to have, and I think that's worth working out, because that's a lot of the things that you're going to have to do if you want to get paid. But that's something that I struggle with a lot, of like, how how much of myself am I allowed to be right now? And the answer is always the most, and right. how much fun am I allowed to have? The answer is always the most. And I, like, I, because I'm, like, so naturally self-conscious and anxious and uncomfortable with everything, uh, I have to keep rebooting and learning that. And it's always great to learn. Well, you, you, you see him in command of things. Thank you. Certainly today. Thank you. I'm really... I'm, th I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I'm really high on Adderall right now. Well, good. I took the That's whole what thing. you had to take? Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not like high. It's like the... It's... A man in a lab coat gave it to me, so... It's Your father... My dad, no, my dad is not a cool pharmacist at all. The only thing he ever brought home was flu shots. I was like, Dad, Yay! I want to see the I universe. I don't know if I believe in that flu shot thing. <laughs> I didn't take it. The only time I ever you got the flu I'm was. I'm very skeptical of the medical you are. community. You guys can't see it, but he's covered in uh, pulse. Pul what's that called? Pulstice? Pul oh, man, now I'm committed. We're a not a pumice, but a, where you take a cloth yep. and you put herbs or something in it and you tie it up and put oh. it. Yep. A poultice? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> He's covered in poultices. Like uh, one of the Game of Thrones witches. Right. Yeah. Would have applied to a mm -hmm. boil. Right. There's a lot of burning sage in this house. Doesn't seem safe I for your niece. I had to do or that her, here. Or her kid. When you move to a new place, you should do that. Right. That I believe. You never know. And I when there's that. When there's a Lucas hanging around. This morning, speaking of that, I was, I don't know if it was just because I didn't have my mouth guard in or what but i was i was <laughs> awoken several times just early in the morning by a whistling and it sounded like somebody whistling just like in my ear oh could have been the wind no i'll get that sage out again it, it was get very this windy this pulstice morning off my head yeah but there's also pulstice pulmus my mom's a nurse. This is very embarrassing. <laughs> Polstice. It sounds like it. <laughs> I'm going to Google it after this podcast is over, it. and people listening to it will be frustrated and <laughs> that we didn't do it during the show. But my phone's over there, so. No, it's a no, no. 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 I think that's fun for, it's just kind of an interactive show. Yeah. So people can say, oh, what, what, what are they talking about? Polstice. 
that excuse me that was the wind <laughs> the just wind in this particular the, <laughs> the wind just passed gas yeah but there's a little metal <laughs> thing over there and it just it has such a lovely tone oh sure so um would you would you like to do more acting stuff than a dramatic capacity um i would it's funny because like when you're in school you just think of like drama club like you really no matter how much training you have you still graduate with like and now i do drama club but right. <laughs> i think like chloe sevigny's entire career has been like weird sex stuff yep. or funny slightly weird indie thing <laughs> like and that's what you get to do um so i like to do more things that are on camera that are acting yeah in general i did a an indie film or no a pilot last weekend um or a week and a half ago that was really fun that's for the new york television festival oh yes yeah and doing it was just like oh i want to do this stuff instead of just sitting in bars all the time because um, stand-up is not the thing that I love the most. And yeah. it's, de- it's definitely, like, it, I love it for what it does to my sense of humor. And, like, it's kind of been grad school in a way of um, honing your sense of humor and, and meeting people and performing constantly. But I do want to get back into things that, are, that involve other people. Because I don't like myself that much, <laughs> you know, for being honest. Like, I, I, I'm not one of those people who's a secret monster. Um, I uh, prefer laughs and audience reactions that I get as part of a a team because then I can be like oh I love these people that I'm doing this thing with and it's such isn't it so great that I get to share this with these people and then when I get laughs on stage it's almost it's not I don't feel the way about it that I've heard other comics talk about it like it's it's great I'm like happy that it's happening and I get a rush of feeling relieved that it is happening and that the joke worked. But then at the end of the day, it's like, it's just me. And that's not as, I don't get a, like a high from it. Mm-hmm. But you do when you're uh, sort of working on a collaborative project, yeah. building something together over time. Yeah, which is a bummer because that is hard. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, but. Um, <clears throat> Sometimes it's easier to just buy a microphone. <laughs> there you go. Put up yeah. a couch cushion. Exactly. Put it up. Listen block to the it out. trucks roll yeah. by. Yeah. But I, I did. I did that solo show for real. It was a lot of fun. And, but like, I stopped doing it because I, after I did it, I felt miserable. Like I, I think it was just like flooding of uh, adrenaline and whatever, yeah. and just like the aftermath of that. But I just don't think I can stand that amount of concentrated and fo- focus. I don't think I can withstand it, and How I didn't enjoy it. How long did you it. do it? I did it um, from October through April. I did it once at the creek and then a couple times at the pit. That's pretty. Yeah, it was great. I was happy with it, and I got decent reaction. And But, yeah, so my goal now is to go more into acting or sketch or improv and kind of... <laughs> I wonder how earnest to be, but <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. And is there any uh, Reductress Live events that you can? Do? Oh, that's a good idea. Um, I don't not that not that I know. We're doing more video content. Yeah. Um, we should do a show. That'd be fun. It would be fun. I would yeah. go to it. Yeah. And uh, you know, I periodically brush up my resume for mm-hmm. things you never know. Someone's sure. going to call. If I want to oh, feel yeah. that sting of humiliation at a commercial audition, I'll do it. And <laughs> yep. uh, I was I reading through yours, and the, well, my favorite part of any resume is the skills section. Oh, no. So, I have updated it since you've read but, it, probably. But what's, what's 
So this is listed as one of the things, along with many okay. other positive things, like okay. having a passport. Uh, Shotokan karate? Oh, God, no. Shotokan? I have, I've taken it off. I took it off. Did you actually do I that? I did, because it's ridiculous. Because I've had the it? same resume since I was, like, 18. It's like, um, it's, I just did karate growing up. Shotokan. That's what it's called. A lot of people have done it. A lot of, like, the... That's um, what karate is basically karate. there. Is that? It's a kind of karate. Um, <clears throat> but one done by kids in Long Island. One done by, like, really self-conscious kids who have gone through puberty too early um, <laughs> in, a, in a gym at night. <laughs> and we all have to be polite to the janitor. Gosh. Is, um, that, is that tough? Karate? I just... No, I'm, no, no. Or uh, the, peaking early. Oh, terrible. It's the worst. Don't give your kid milk. <laughs> don't give your, your niece's kid. Yeah, don't... Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's any, any kind of hormones. Um, yeah, no, that was the worst. I yeah, think soy milk. That's supposed to be even. That's not supposed to be good. It's not good either. That yeah. grows your your breast tissue. Yeah, keep it away. Yeah, um, just be okay with not having milk. Tenor sax. Yeah, that. Uh, that's a heck of an instrument to hold in your hands. Yeah, I. It's a big one. Yeah, it's you. It goes off to the side. It's side saddle. Yeah. Um, Were you lugging that around to jazz band rehearsals? I was. I was. I was in love with my band teacher, so uh, oh. I joined as many bands as I could. <laughs> Um, you were yeah. willing to carry any size like, case. I'm going to make this work. <laughs> okay. um, he was not a predator, which was a bummer. But uh, <laughs> How old of a fellow was he? Uh, I don't like. I don't know. Like then everyone seems old, but then when you're on the yeah. other side, you realize that. What, and it's weird, uh, like dating now, that I, I'm like, oh, you're 36? That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> that's the same age as you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you, then you, you just like stare at a wall. For you a while. date band uh, teachers? No. People involved in music. Now. I should live my lo- I should live my dream. Um, no, I. You know what it was? Everything that I picked as a hobby growing up, except for like ballet and gymnastics, were things that guys did, and I wanted to prove that like I could, I could like pr- be awesome in a guy field, which is what I'm doing now. Not being awesome, but trying, showing Still up. So crashing through. Oh yeah, yeah. Until you get hit by a ball and you have to go home. Uh, that's that's as long as I'll do comedy. <laughs> Until I get beamed by a pitch. <laughs> I had some cans thrown at me once. Really? Oh, God. Yeah. It's okay. I got them back with hip-hop dancing. I started oh. dancing on the floor and doing some hip-hops, and then people were, okay, they're, in, they're into it. Really? That happened? Yeah. So you were being bullied. Someone threw, were the cans full or were they empty? Uh, probably uh, half. So they're open can so you're you're covered in contents. It was of- just on the on the floor. They didn't actually hit me with it. They weren't very good good throwers. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. It was a tough it was a tough thing. I should not have said yes to that gig. However, oh, there were many other things about it that I I sh- I, I should not have done we'll or just learned. Have to buy the book. But uh, that's right. Um, I probably have talked about it on the show before, but uh, the, the point being that the show was going south. The people that organized it uh, set a, set up this thing where the host is always the uh, is has an antagonistic relationship to the audience. Okay. That's not my scene. No. But I said I would do it, and I could probably win them back, and I did. And the lesson there was that if I can do that room and do that show, that I'll I'll be stronger for any of these other things that happen, and certainly. Usually wow. our podcast shows are pretty friendly. So. That is trial by fire. It was. It was. And it was, you know, it was intense. There was a lot that happened that night. But I mean, Yeah. But yeah. 
you figure you can recover from that. It's weird because I want to throw cans at you right now, like this yeah. whole time. And that kind of many, explains it. Many yeah. women have expressed that. <laughs> I want to throw cans at you. <laughs> like oh, an old-timey I'm thing that isn't real. Having flashback. No, yeah. most of them, <laughs> they look like the granny from uh, Little Abner or uh, oh. uh, Beverly Hillbillies. What's sure. that? You know that yeah. granny. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting on the truck. That's sitting on the truck. That's, that's my type. That's as much as I know about it. No, that's, that's the kind of gal I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> An older hanger-on. Just like fragile, but like kind of, she's down. Yeah, more so than Miss Hathaway. She was a, a little bit too mannish for my, for my taste. Oh. I know, this is you something. Like a, you, you like you a feminine s- lady? <laughs> I do. Okay. A All little right. bit. Fair. Just a little. It doesn't have to be much. And uh, did I see that you did something with the debate society? I did. I was like a, <laughs> I was like a glorified intern for them. Um, That's great because it was glorious because they're wonderful people. They're wonderful. And I we, was a. Uh, oh, go. You no, you say you were what? Oh, uh, I was a, a skeleton dancer. There was one part where they. <laughs> like the ad. That's not you in the ad, though, is it? No, it's not. That's <laughs> I auditioned. I went in for that, but they were looking for someone thinner. A lot of us did. Yeah. They always cast the skinniest girl in the room. I don't, I don't know why I bother. Um, <laughs> but for, the, for the skeleton for the ske- parts, oh, it's, it's, it's like fair. But um, I'm actually part skeleton. <laughs> they were saying they wanted someone who was like full, full-blooded skeleton. Mm-hmm. Which, like, whatever diversity, okay. Um, <laughs> I hope that your part skeleton comes back. <laughs> In your life somehow. I want to hear that again. <laughs> My favorite so things that anybody has ever said. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, anyhow, the, the Debate Society folks are good friends of this program, and we want to send congratulations to Michael Seal Creighton oh, and yes. Hannah Boss for both being nominated by different organizations this season for their work in the, in the theater on the stage and we just couldn't be prouder of them. They're just wonderful. I just, just love watching things happen to those people and you, doing yeah. things. Oh, it's wonderful. And you ever win an award for anything? Oh, um, no. I'm very average. I really squeak by. People let me keep showing up and I do that. There's something to be said for that. <laughs> you want to know my one experience with award stuff was I did uh, the Planet Connections Theater Festivity, which I think they changed their name to Theater Festival now. Um, but it's just like a theater festival that like doesn't have paper towels in the bathrooms because it's like, I've worked there. Really, have you? Oh my God. <laughs> um, I think that was the beginning, middle and end of it. And you only are allowed to use two theatrical lights. Um, I think that's the thing. Yeah. But uh, so there was an award ceremony for that. And I swear to God, every single other person involved in the production was nominated for the best in their category, except for me. Every single person. <laughs> that hurts. It, well, you know what, it was me and the um, the uh, pianist. <laughs> me and him were the only people who I didn't hope get you went out for drinks afterwards. We, we, we have done that. He's now a story pirate, it's okay. Um, oh, okay. And story pirates <laughs> is one of the things you do now, right? Oh yeah, yeah, story pirates. Oh, we're the best, we're the best. No, uh, it is the best, and yeah. it's, it's for young people. Yeah. They submit the story and you bring it to life. Is that how it works? Exactly. Yeah, we do we do writing workshops in schools all around the country and we take the stories that we write with the kids and perform them for them. 
and they're often in schools that maybe don't have much of a yeah. exposure to theater or the arts at all. Exactly. Yeah, we go to underserved communities, and then and you know and that's uh, the all phrase the I was looking. Um, excuse me, we changed it last <laughs> month. I don't know if you got the email. Um, <laughs> you need to be served more. Yeah, served. Um, yeah, but schools all over, the, and we we also have gotten to like. Um, real private schools like where the little boys wear tiny little lab coats oh. the theme of the show is lab coats this <laughs> one school they wore lab coats for their art class and they all had red paint on them it was very adorably not blood. gruesome no but I just it's it makes me so happy and like seeing how happy the kids are when we do it is like the nicest and best thing that's great that's wonderful that you hooked up with them oh I'm it has made me happier than anything in the past um uh, minute. And so you're touring all the time with that? Yeah, doing a bunch of shows around the I city. I mean, around the city. Yeah, you yeah. And you do um, set up whatever it is in there. Yeah, we put up our, our little backdrop. I mean, I know what it is. a th- yeah. theatrical presentation, right. not whatever it is. So have you ever seen a theater show before? I've never been. This apartment is actually in an underserved neighborhood. I don't know if you knew that. I imagine. Um. <laughs> I could have told you that. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're, we're actually doing our um, spring benefit now. So if oh, people want to give Story Parts money, they're allowed to. You just go online to the storyparts.org. Story oh, God, I hope. I think. We'll yeah, post story- the link. It's okay. Google Story. You, everyone's just Google. Has anyone, when was the last time you typed in a URL for anything? Google <laughs> it and then click on the one thing that isn't porn. That's what you want. That's right. That'll yeah. get you to the right. Mm-hmm. But we'll also put the link. We'll, oh, we'll make great. sure that good, we, good, can, good. we can have it there. Um, and that's wonderful. And you got any any other shows coming up that you want to talk about? Yeah, I run a show uh, with my good friend Ryan Beck, another very hilarious, kind comedian human. Um, it's called Second Date, and we do it first and third Tuesdays uh, at Old Man Hustle on the Lower East Side. Wow, where's that? It's in the side. Um, It's off. The uh, Delancey Street F. Ah. So it's it's on Essex. Old between, Man Hustle. Yeah, it's Essex just south of Bur- between Broom and Grand. Okay. It's on Essex Street. Just keep walking, you'll find it. Um, do that, and then... Um, That's I, a stand-up show? Yeah, it's all stand-up, and just lovely, lovely people. We book our favorite weirdos. Um, yeah. And then I do a podcast. Oh, sorry, I... I do another podcast. Don't, is, don't apologize. No, I know. For I just, podcasting. I just don't want to come off across as insensitive. Um, <laughs> uh, it's called You're the Expert. It's hosted by a guy, Chris Duffy, another yeah. wonderful human. Um, and we get an academic researcher on the show. And then it's a panel of three comedian uh, lackeys. And we try to guess what they do. And then we play games with them. And uh, Sounds sounds fantastic. It's the funnest. So that'll I, be it. Can't awesome. believe I haven't heard of it, but oh, I, you gotta look at it. It's I the best. I will look it up. I'll subscribe. Yeah, Mike Kaplan does it a lot. Funny man. M Y Q. M Y Q. I met him. At, I met him out at the sketch festival, and I did that s- silly thing that you do, where you know you think you know where that person is from, and you start asking them about people that might be from there too. <laughs> I couldn't believe it was happening to where me. Where did you think he was from? New Jersey or something. I think. Yeah, I think his parents there now or anyway i thought i knew some high school chum 
And I think that I do, but he didn't know anyhow. It was just one of these embarrassed. I was like, get me out of this conversation. Out of this hole that I dug for myself. <laughs> How is it happening? Yeah. But anyway, we wish him the best, and th- those are great. And we'll yeah. tune into all of those things. Yeah, so that all, there's one at La Paz Saint Rouge, May 21st. And then oh, you going, do live versions. Yeah, right? oh yeah, it's shows. Yeah. That's, and then um, we go up to uh, Burlington, Vermont the following day. We'll do another one. What's going on up there? It's the Green Mountain Comedy Festival. Oh. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So I like Vermont. I love Vermont. I love Vermont. I do. The, I heard VT. Yeah. With the uh, with the maple syrup bottle shaped like Vermont. Or like I L heart V Vermont. I loved. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Scandinavian. I, I I can't remember what the shirt says. I L. I love. Oh, anyhow, it's yeah. a really clever design. <laughs> <laughs> I All wore it right, as a Vermont. boy. Don't get ahead of yourself. No, it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, that's good, and we'll look for you. And your website is anadresden.com. That's the one. That's how people do it. This has been just so delightful. I, I don't want it to end. I'm I don't either. a lot of anxiety about it ending. But, mm, but it has to. It has to. We all have different things to do, Such don't we? is the linear nature of life. Anna, thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Well, that's it for us here. The next Dale Radio Live show is May 14th with Dave Hill, Julia Rossi, Laura Prangley, and DJ Recca. That's going to be a barn burner. I'm burning barn as we speak. <laughs> that's what it is. You never. I assume that at one point a, a burning barn was something to look forward to. If people would see a comedy show they liked so much, they'd be like, that's it, and they'd all get up and go burn down the nearest barn. <laughs> Just towards the That's farm. That's where it comes from. And tickets are available online or at the door. That's at the pit in the underground there. Uh, Till next time, I'll be gluing googly eyes to some empty whiskey bottles to send over to the spring auction at the Veterans Home. They need some new curtains and a sound system, and I hope you'll attend and bid generously. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is written and produced by James Bewley. Musical director, Steve O'Reilly. Season 6 theme song composed and performed by Katie Mullins. Season 6 podcast icon designed by Sunil Manchikanti. Logo treatment for Dale Radio is provided by Daniel Spencer Levine. You can listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Please remember to rate and review us, follow us on Twitter, or find us on Facebook. Many thanks. You're the best.